Good morning. I'm so glad that you are here. Uh, before we jump into the series, we are almost finished with the children's renovation. If you saw my post yesterday, you are welcome to take a self-guided tour after the service uh, through the new children's area. A couple things that I would ask, don't drop your kids off over there, okay? That, it's not time for that yet you will be able to drop them off uh soon but not today so keep your kids with you keep an eye on your kids there's still a few things they could get into that they probably shouldn't the other thing i would suggest some of you really familiar with our building uh you know there's kind of a back way to get in through the warehouse don't go through the warehouse with all of the construction uh, it is very dirty in the warehouse, and we would prefer that we not track the dirty into the brand new area. So use this entrance right here, what's going to be the main entrance once we open it. By the way, opening is February 18th. So February 18th, mark it on your calendar. Be here, bring your kids, bring somebody else's kids. Tell them before you bring their kids, but bring somebody else's kids. And uh, it's gonna be a great day. If you're available to help move some furniture, we're gonna do that Sunday, February 11th, later in the afternoon. So watch the email that Ian mentioned uh, for that information. But exciting couple of weeks coming up. And we thought, uh, since we're getting ready to open a children's area, we would kind of tie into that with this series. Uh, so we're, we're doing a series called uh, Family Matters, and I'll explain more about it as we go through today. If, if you and I sat down over coffee and I said, tell me about your family, how long would that take? How, how long would that take? And I don't mean... Uh, a list. I don't mean who's your sister, who's your brother, what's the name of your parents. I don't mean that. I mean, tell me the crazy in your family. Like that's what I. That's what I need. Like just tell me the. I need some good sermon illustrations for this me message series, because we all we all have crazy, right? We 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 all have fruits and nuts in our family tree, and that's what makes it spicy. That's what makes it interesting. There's one of the prayer requests. I hope the the person doesn't mind me mentioning it. They didn't sign their name. I don't know who who wrote it but one of the prayer requests was pray for me I have teenagers and in parentheses it said why are they so mean <laughs> right if you have teenagers if you've ever had teenagers you've been there like you totally understand and agree with that the struggle with family is family's wonderful and it's complicated right and and it's joyful and it's depressing sometimes and it's, and it's encouraging and it's dysfunctional. It, it's all of this positive. It's all of this good. And, and then there's other stuff too. In all of our families, to some degree or another, there is the both and. There's no way to have family and not have the both and. When, when I mention family, for some of you, you immediately smile you immediately begin to have memories of holidays that you spent together, family vacations, the house that you grew up in, what your parents were like when you were little, uh, experiences that you had as a child. You, you, have this, you have this slideshow of just wonderfully positive, healthy Memories and, and, and others of you, that's maybe not the first thing, or it's not the only thing that comes to mind when you hear the word family. Some of us in our church, because I know a lot of your stories, you've shared it with me. I, I know that some in our church have spent a good bit of their adult life 
trying to work through the conflict and trauma that they experienced in what was called family for them. Some have spent a great deal of time trying to disassociate even from certain members of the family because family was so hard. We have all of that in this room. We have the both and. Most of us have some degree of both and in our family experiences. And some of us have really, really hard in the background of our family experience. Family is one of those things that it's even difficult to define. Like if I ask you to come up with a definition, you would probably something out. I, I read a lot of definitions of family over the past week as I'm getting ready for this series. Typically, they all contain somewhere in there people who are related by marriage, blood or adoption like that phrase appears a lot but if I if I ask you write the ultimate definition of family once you're done somebody would say yeah but what about this situation yeah but what about this group of people yeah yeah but what about when family looks like this like all, none of our families look exactly the same none of us have maybe the exact same number of people in family, family's complicated to define in one sense because there's always the yeah, but how about this situation? They're a family. Like you can, you can be be married and be a family, and you cannot be married and and be a, a family. You can have kids and be a family. You can not have kids and be a family. Like it, it, it's hard to get really, really specific with the definition of family. At the same time, family's also not, ever, not whatever you want it to mean. Like some people take that approach. Well, it's just like, whoever you think is your family, that's your family. We, we all know that's not true either. It's not just whatever definition you come up with, whatever group you come up with. We use the phrase like a family often. I think that's a pretty good phrase. Uh, there, there are many groups that are like a family, maybe you're really close to the people that you work with. That'd be, that's wonderful work environment. Maybe there's a good culture. Maybe you're, you work with good friends. And you might say, my, my work friends are like family to me. As a church, family is one of the, the metaphors that the New Testament uses for us. We're like a family in the way that we care for one another and, and love one another. We're like a family. Your community group, if, if you're involved in a community group, Ian mentioned they're just getting started again. If you plug into a community group, that community group is going to be like a family to you, but we also know there are specific people who are actually part of our family. It, it's, a, it's a defined, undefined a uh, group of people, but there are specific people, and, and we can wish they weren't. Right? We can downplay who is. We can try to forget who is, move away from who is, but there, there are people that you share a last name with. Uh, there are people that you share DNA with. If you, if you go do one of the DNA tests, not promoting that or saying you should or shouldn't, if you go do that, it's going to send you a report, and it's going to say... You are connected to these people. There is nothing you can do about it. These people are part of your family. The really fun part is when you get a random name you didn't know that's in that report, right? We're not talking about that in this series, right? You, you handle those issues on your own. That's not what this series 
It's about maybe you made a commitment to another person in marriage and they became a part of your family. Another thing about families is not only are they hard to define, but they, they're always changing. Families aren't static. Like families are adding to, taking away, losing. Right? Family is always change i give you just kind of a little stroll through my family just the changes in one kind of era of my family we're not going all the way back to when my ancestors came to this country we won't go back that far but we will go back to this picture these are the ogs of my uh, immediate family these are my parents ken and elaine right hairdos love it Ken and Elaine are not married in this picture. They're off on a trip with my dad's family to Maggie Valley. If you ever went and rode up, it's a wonder you survived to that ski lift, right? (laughs) Yeah, this is mom and dad, and then they decide to get married, and this is a a picture from their wedding. Some of you have pictures of your parents that look very similar to this one. Uh, Ken and Elaine, they, they get married. They're in their early 20s and then pretty soon they have their firstborn greatest child <laughs> still got the hairdos yeah this is that we all have that startled look picture when we were a kid this is the startled look picture for me from when I was a kid this is this is another picture of me um, it, this is a picture of a slide that's being projected onto the wall that's why it's not real clear my paternal grandfather is to the right his name was Cecil that's my dad's dad I show you this picture to remind you I did not choose the gangsta life the gangsta life chose me (laughs) you've always wondered gangsta life chose me from the beginning this is me well one was not enough for mom and dad so a little sister came along there's my dad with me and my sister Kathy, who's about 16 months younger than I am. I think we have maybe another picture of us. Yes. Oh, we weren't homeless. I know we give off kind of the... (laughs) We give off the homeless vibe in this picture, okay? We love the homeless. We serve the homeless at our church. Not knocking the homeless. We weren't homeless. We just looked it. Uh, Yeah, that, that that was... Ken and Kathy and then two was not enough for them and so when I was almost 15 years old okay parents if you didn't do it this way think about it I was almost 15 my sister Kathy was 13 so 14 13 newborn we tried not to go out in public the three of us you know why right you know they thought my sister and I were the parents of my youngest sister Christy and so we went from two to three and then this happened you're too kind yes Uh, that's Julie obviously and that's Julie's mother Um, Jessie is her name Uh, we call her Mima. Mima has never forgiven me for this day never never I, I think I'm a pretty nice guy and Mima hates me so nonetheless she smiled for the picture and, and let me marry her daughter so this is Julie's family and, and so now there's a new family that wasn't a family 
until August 15, 1992. Now there's another subset of the OG family. It, we've got another family here, and, and there's my dad, th my mom. Uh, these are my maternal grandparents, Clyde and Lillian. Lily is named after my grandmother right here, Lillian. Um, wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, and then don't ask about the pink dresses. I've explained those before. Um, if you're new, don't ask, don't ask. Um, this is my youngest sister, Christy, my other sister, Kathy. So Julie and I, we, we become uh, a new family, a, a different family from the other family, but still belonging to all of the family. And then we wanted more family, so we got little munchkins, right? Uh, Caroline, Lily, Callie up there. I think there's another picture of them with Julie. Yep. Yep, that was our chaotic, stressful, crazy season of life. Now, I don't have any pictures of the girls being older. If you're a girl dad uh, or a girl mom, you understand that girls reach a certain age and you have to have a signed affidavit in order to show their pictures in, in public. Like you have to appeal to the courts and get permission to post something of their picture uh, to, to, to do something like this. And so this is safe. Anything older than this age is not safe, and I would get in trouble from all of the girls. So we were a girl family, girl family only, uh, me and four girls for a long, long, wonderful amount <laughs> of time. And our family has now reached the time of boys. So many boys. I did not ask for boys. I did not need boys. I got boys. Like, this is what family does. It's changing. It's, people are coming in. The, the picture in the frame is different. And, and the picture in your frame is different. Right? The, the frame of your family and your story is different from the frame of mine. The pictures that fill those slots, they, 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 um, they, they bring up different emotions for you. One of the things about all of these pictures, and, and you know this, these pictures to you are very two-dimensional and they're, they're, they're fun to look at and, and look back on people and haircuts and and. Uh, fashion styles and, and how people change. They aren't two-dimensional to me. Like behind all of those faces and names, there's like long stories and long histories, and some of it's really wonderful, and some of it's really hard and really painful. And I didn't expect to do that. But that's what family does, doesn't it? Because nobody's family is two-dimensional to them. There's pictures and there's frames and there's inside of you. Yeah, there's a lot of water under that bridge. There's a lot of story and there's a lot of good, wonderful stories. And there's a lot of memories that we treasure and we hold on to. And there's a lot of hard, isn't there? There's a lot of hard. And there's no way to overlay my stories with your stories. All we can do is say, we... we, we we walk through family together. And it's good and, it, and it's hard. 
I came up with uh, my own definition since I didn't like any of the other definitions. Uh, I'm sure this will be adopted at some time by dictionary.com. Um, here's, here's I'm just throwing this out as a definition of family. Family is a group of imperfect people you can't get away from. <laughs> it's a group of imperfect people you can't get away from. That's not very sentimental. Hallmark is not going to pick that up and put it in his cards. I think there's truth there. Maybe it's not all the truth. The complete picture of family, but we're all imperfect. We're, we're all trying to be maybe what we're supposed to be. Maybe some are trying harder than others. We're all imperfect people, and the, and the reality is in the whole world, we're all imperfect. But there is a subset of imperfect people who entered your life, and, and their mark won't ever exit. Like they didn't come in and pop out. They, they came in and, and they stayed and, and, and there was influence and some of that may have been very, very good and some of it may not. And when you tell your story like I tell my story, those people are a part of that story. They're not perfect. They didn't always make the right choice and neither did you. But they are part of your life in a way that other people aren't. You're like me. I, I had wonderful friends growing up great school friends still in contact with some friends from childhood from high school um, not as much as I used to be but still have some contact and 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 you experienced like I did you experienced joys and hurts and disappoint people disappointed you uh, as you were growing up but the but the imprint on your life just wasn't the same as when that comes from family the mark Good, bad, indifferent, somewhere in the middle. The mark wasn't quite the same. Families, imperfect people, you, you, you can't completely unhitch yourself from what they put into your life. As we go through this series, here's, here's my goal for us. My goal is that I, I want to encourage you to make the most of the family that is right in front of your eyes right now. Like right now, your family's, my family's at a different point than it was 10 years ago. It look, the picture looks very different. Still family. Picture looks very different. I want to make the most of the family that I have right now, as it is right now. I, I, don't, I, I can't promise that in this series we're going to fix all the things that came before this moment I can't promise that I'm capable of unraveling everything that came before now although we're going to spend some time next week just commercial we're going to spend some time next week talking about that families sometimes are broken and sometimes they hurt us and, and what do we do with the hurt out of family we're going to, we're going to talk about that next week but, but my primary objective in this series is to get us to look at this is who I'm connected to right now and how can I make the most of these relationships? Family matters. Today, I just want to explore this question. Does it matter? Does it matter? And obviously, I think it does or we wouldn't be doing this series. Family matters. I think it really does matter. Here's a couple of reasons. Number one, 
Family leaves a lasting imprint on us in a way that no other relationship does. It just does. It marks us in a way that other relationships don't, like those childhood relationships. They were in my life. I was disappointed by some of them. Maybe somebody hurt me as a part of that. But there is the potential in family to leave such a deep mark. It is unlike any other relationship. It is unlike being in relationship with anybody else. If you've ever uh, been to a counselor, if you've ever pursued counseling, which I highly recommend, if you've ever had a moment in your life you felt like, I need to talk to somebody, and you go to a counselor, chances are no matter what issue you're presenting, no matter what the upfront issue is, at some point in the discussion, the counselor is going to ask you about your family. They're going to ask you about your childhood. They're going to ask you about the home you grew up in, the home that you have. Now, why? Because family has a way of imprinting on us for good and for bad and for neither in a way that other relationships simply can't. They're imperfect people that we, we can't get away from, and their mark tends to stay with us. Along with that, another reason family matters. Family relationships are capable of doing the greatest good and also the greatest harm. Like We recognize that. Family relationships are capable of providing the most encouraging, supportive, secure environments for us. And they are capable of doing long-lasting damage and hurt to us. Some of you have experienced that, I know. They're capable for, for, for really good and for a whole lot of harm that we carry with us into adulthood. Families can leave the greatest gifts with us, the greatest sense of security, the greatest sense of struggle, and they can leave in their wake the greatest Struggles, greatest good, most difficult. We see this in the Bible, uh, in the Old Testament specifically. We see time and again parents giving to their children what the Old Testament calls a blessing. A blessing. It was a word, it was a word of encouragement. Usually toward the end of the parent's life, they would sit down with their child and, and they would say, I believe such good things for your future. I am confident of what God is going to do in your life. I see so much potential in you. There was this handing off of this deep belief. And how do you think a child walks away from that? Knowing that the person that has somewhat been the center of their life for most of their life says, I love you. I believe in you. I'm with you. Well, that marks you. Some of, some of us experience that. In our families, some I experienced that in my family. I, I experienced loving, supportive, encouraging parents who believed, and, and and we don't have formalized way of doing that. It's okay if you want to create formalized way. We've tried to create some formalized way of doing this with our girls over the years. Where, where people, family that is close to them has an opportunity to say, this is what I see in you. This is what I believe for you. And it, it changes us. Right? Some, of, some of you know what that's like. 
And even as you think about it, we, we didn't always consciously realize it. Those of us who grew up in kind of healthy, encouraging environments, we didn't always consciously realize that was happening. Our parents were outdated and boring and annoying and high school came around, they were more out, they were more boring, they were annoying, we were embarrassed by them, college came, it lessened maybe just a little bit, and then, and then we got 25, we got 30, and we realized, my parents gave me a gift I didn't even know I was getting. It's like fish in water, and they don't know they're in water, because they're always in water, right? It's just their environment they don't identify this is what's happening. We don't do that as kids. Some of us grew up in that nurturing, encouraging, loving, not perfect. Not, not, nobody's parents were perfect. Not perfect, but we grew up in that environment and we're like a fish in water. We didn't even notice it until we got older and we realized, oh, that, that marked me. Like family has this potential, not just parents, but spouses can do that for one another grandparents can do that for grandkids siblings can do that for one another cousins I'm, I'm longer story connected to a, a, an extended portion of my family especially on my mom's side I have life giving good relationships with cousins down the line we can mark each other in significant ways because we're family. Deuteronomy chapter 6, we're told, we'll come back to this, but we're told parents can, can nurture faith in their children. He says, teach it to your kids. Come on, teach, influence them spiritually. Influence your grandkids. Influence your nieces and your nephews. Influence your siblings and your cousins. Pray for them. Speak the word of God to them. Family has this potential. We read about parents like Hannah. In the Old Testament, who prayed, God, give me a child. And, and she had Samuel. She prayed for him and nurtured him. And he, he becomes a priest, a prophet of, of Israel, advisor to kings. Israel's future gets shaped by this boy whose mom poured into his life. Like family has that potential to do enormous, enormous good at the same time. Paul says this in Colossians 3, 21. Fathers, we, we could say parents, fathers do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Like this same unit, this same group of imperfect people can raise up and encourage and give potential to. And they can also weigh down. They can discourage they, they can hand burdens to you that you will spend maybe much of your adult life trying to get rid of. Both of these are, are possible. With family, he repeats the same warning in Ephesians 6, 4. It was so important. He says it again. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. There's this opportunity for blessing with family, and there's this opportunity for burden with family. It's the reason we have phrases like family wounds, father wounds, because there is this tremendous potential for good 
and for harm. It's what keeps, this is not a parenting series, so if you're not a parent, don't, you're not gonna get left out, but it, this is what keeps many of us as parents awake at night. God, please help me do good and not harm. God, please help me build up and not tear down. We don't always know how to do that. We'll get to that later in the series. I think one of the reasons families can do this this harm to us is because there are expectations with family. Right expectations. There are shoulds and should nots with family. Families should love one another. Families should care. Families should protect. Families should not abandon. Families should not abuse. Families should not harm. There are these very clear. We feel them. Nobody has to tell you to feel it. You feel it. There are some very clear shoulds and should nots when it comes to families, and not all of our families meet those expectations. And again, it's one thing when a coworker doesn't do something they should do. It is something else when week after week and year after year of your growing up, someone that is supposed to love you doesn't do the shoulds that they should do. Uh, another reason family matters is because the family has generational impact. Generational impact. It is lasting, it's impact. Imperfect people, imperfect family members, 100%. I don't want to lose sight of that. But it's not just one relationship when it comes to family. Like the relationships of family spill over, don't they? They're intertwined. Sibling relationships are intertwined with other relationships. Parent to child, one day, like I showed you in my family, one day those parents are going to have kids who are going to become parents and those parents are going to have kids and those kids are going to become parents and they're going to have kids there is this waterfall of impact of influence of shaping that spreads out through your family tree and through my family tree up and down the line it doesn't just flow one way it's not just uh, older family members who are influencing younger family members. It works the other way as well. Uh, Proverbs 10.1 says, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Like up and down and across the family tree, there is this generational impact, influence. Y you... And I, we sometimes face, we sometimes address our family issues as we just got to get through this, right? Listen, been there a million times as a, as a family member. And we just got to get through this one conversation. We just got to get through the one more meeting with their teacher. We just got to get this kid graduated, okay, right? We've just got to, we've just got to handle this. We just got to get them out on their own. We've just, we just got to stop them from doing, like we approach it, and, and trust me, get it. We've been there too. We are, we're still there sometimes. We just got to. But in family, it's never just. Like every influence 
every conversation, every hard conversation, good conversation, easy conversation, every memory is spilling over into more lives and more generation and lasting for years and years and years is not to put pressure on us. It is to remind us this matters, matters. Family matters, lastly, because family matters to God. Matters to God. Family is important not just because it's a, we could argue it's the fabric of a, a, a strong society or, or it's necessary for a good economy. Or it's necessary to produce law-abiding citizens. Like we can, we can argue civic stuff. No, it matters because God said it matters. God says your role, your place in family, it matters. Like the story, God's story in the very beginning of the Bible starts with family. God puts a family together. When God gets ready to launch a nation of people, he does it with a family. He says, Abraham, your descendants are going to be a blessing to the whole world. Your family, down the line, God said, I'm going to work in your family. Jesus is about to come in Matthew. We get the genealogy, right? You know those genealogies, the hard to pronounce words that we skip over when we're reading through the Bible because we don't know any of those names and it's all weird stuff. Yeah, you, it, it, you see it time and time again in the Bible. And it was God saying, all these people are connected. Like what happened way up here, some of that spilling out way down here. Like the decision this person made, they followed God, they honored God, look at showing up way down here. All of these people, they're connected and, and they may not have even really known how connected they were. It mattered to God. God's getting ready to send the Messiah and he's gonna send a, He's going to send a, 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 an announcer, someone to go before. This is going to be John. Malachi describes that person as he will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. How important is family to God? When God got ready to announce the Messiah coming to earth, he said one of the missions is family relationship, family unity. Like, and you, you know that Good and hurt just gets passed down. Again, it's not, it's not just down. It's, it's down and up. There, there are parents burdened by the, the, the decisions of their children. And there are adult children burdened by the decisions of their parents. Right? It's, it, it's all intertwined. We impact one another. Last couple of thoughts and we're done. If family is this important, then it is worth fighting for. It is worth committing to, fighting for. We're all imperfect people. It's not a straight line for any of us. And there are hard conversations and hard moments and moments you don't know how we're gonna make it through. If family is as important as the Bible says it is, it is worth the commitment. Those of you who are getting worn out by some family issues in your life. Look at the family right in front of you. 
and commit there. It is worth the fight. It is worth the steps. It is worth the conversation. It is worth you becoming more the person you need to be to lead your family. I, I say this often in other environments. No, no one drifts to the best version of themselves ever longer conversation no one drifts to the best version of themselves when it comes to family no family drifts towards the best version of their family nobody nobody just kind of drifts along into a healthy family environment people have committed to that people have said I'm in I'm staying we're going to apologize where we need to. We're going to forgive where we need to. We're going to see this through. We're going to seek after the Lord and what he wants for our family. You're not going to just drift to the best version of your family. You're going to follow hard after God into the best version of your family. And it will not be a straight line. And there will be ups and downs. And there will be hard moments. And there will be great moments. And God will lead you because this matters to him your family matters to him your family is on his heart and he wants to use you for generational impact that is to come would you bow your heads and close your eyes we're going to land things just a little bit differently today there's not, there's not a song here just in the quietness of this moment, I'm, I want to ask you to pray for your family, whatever the, the family in the picture is for you. you. You decide who that is. You decide who the family in front of you is that you want to invest in, that you want it to be stronger, that you want it to grow, that you want to see God's full potential for. Just begin to pray by name for the people in your picture. And if there are any, begin to pray through the struggles. You know them, I don't know them. You and God know them. Begin to pray God's spirit would intervene. There would be hope and there would be healing and God would give you wisdom. The one that's on your heart that, that you're burdened for, begin to pray. God's rescue, God's opening of their eyes. Family matters. God, we thank you that you put us in an imperfect family. And we are grateful, God, for all of the potential good that can come from that, knowing that in some cases there's harm that comes. God, remind us that through through all of those, you use that to shape us and mold us. You, you do not abandon us even when our family fails us. God, remind us today, we are not prisoners of what another generation did or what another generation did to us. It would certainly require us working through with sensitivity and, and praying through certainly... There are things we have to unload and un, uh, unpack in our life, but we are not captive to what's been handed to us. We are free to make a new family. 
Be with us and give us wisdom as we do that. Give us grace for one another across our family, for we all make mistakes. Let us know where to forgive and, and, and even where some distance might be required. We love you. We are so glad to be a part of your family that you would adopt us into your family, making us sons and daughters, brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, amen.